The Accidental Entrepreneur is produced by Beinhacker Law and brought to you through our affiliate relationships with the following sponsors. One of One Productions, the New Jersey-based podcast studio that produces and edits both audio and video podcasts. They sell equipment for the average podcaster and have even created a guesting kit exclusively for our listeners. North Authentic, the conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. The Healthy Place, the e-commerce site with thousands of supplements to help you live a healthier life, along with natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. And be sure to support the podcast by ordering some logo merchandise from our online store. Listen to all of our sponsors' commercials later in this episode and follow their links in the show notes to learn more about their products and services. You know, some places I told that to, and they Never didn't even hire back. me. Yeah. They wasn't trying to have it, man. Right. It wasn't having it. And yeah. that's a shame, right? Yeah, right. Uh, because like I need I need money to live. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I don't know. First thing you're going to uh, do is uh, get your own place when you can. You make it that's the money. mission. Yeah. That's the mission. Right. And so, uh, you know, I had, a, I had, I had gained some friends at this point. And uh, one of, one of my friends during this time, in order for me to get like back and forth to work, they rolled the dice on me and they bought me a motorcycle. Nice. So I have a motorcycle for tr- to travel. Okay. Right. Um, because at, at this time, the car between me losing me losing um, the job with the car, right? You know, at the employment specialist, the car got just ransacked, taken away. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, so what kind repossessed. Of car was it? Got repossessed. I oh, had yeah, a, you couldn't pay that. You could make payments. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I had a uh, I had a two thousand and eight Infinity. Um, well, at least it was a little com- more comfortable. M- it was it was like it was, a a M- it was M35, man. To yeah. be exact. Oh, wow. It was, that was a nice it was car. M35. Now, yeah. why are you sleeping in the car? Not the information provided in these episodes is for entertainment purposes only. It is not a guarantee of success or to be construed as advice of any kind. You should always seek advice from local licensed professionals before making any decisions. The dictionary defines an entrepreneur as a person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. People often start a business without much choice, perhaps due to a job loss or just being dissatisfied at work, and they come up with an idea they just know can be successful. They become entrepreneurs by accident. That is to say their success or failure happens by accident, not with intention. My name is Mitch Beinhacker. I'm a corporate attorney and a business advisor. You're listening to The Accidental Entrepreneur, my podcast about how to achieve success on purpose, not by accident. Join me along with our monthly guests where we share our knowledge and help you get a hold of your business. And now on to today's episode. Hi, I'm Gregory Jerome, an award-winning entrepreneur and personal stylist. I'm passionate about human empowerment and creating expression through authentic sectorial style. I have over 10 years experience in the luxury retail industry and another five years in the behavioral health industry. With my company, I combine both of those in two to help educate my clients on the internal and external benefits of creating a personal style. 
All right, Gregory Jerome. So um, I appreciate, I think it was Effie that connected us, right? Great. Right. And uh, you have, not only are you a well-dressed guy and you do some cool stuff and everybody's got to look good, but you have one hell of a backstory you were telling me off offline. So um, let, let's go backward. I think it was out West or wherever you started. And you got to tell me the whole story and share it with everybody. And it's inspirational. And then we'll get into at the end, how everybody can look better working with you and so forth. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. All right, then do it. Yeah. So where, where we had connected and was discussing, you know, this pivotal trans transitional moment in my life. Right. Right. Was when I was uh, residing out in L.A. But even even prior to L.A., Good, this go is back. the thing. Yeah. Right. We'll we'll take it back and then we'll go forward. Nice. So I was look, I, I went to school out in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee for music industry. Okay. And is that near uh, now, like I was Nashville out, or right. It was suburbs of Nashville. Okay. Right. So I was Makes out there sense. doing my music thing, doing my music thing. And I end up having to uh, relocate back to Oklahoma city uh, okay. for more support for my mother. Uh, okay. My brother had been incarcerated. He got 15 years federal time. Oof. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I went back, I went back home to support my mom. So I sold everything I had. Um, that I wasn't, I wasn't, I was out there for about six years, actually. In oh, so you were out there being a musician I, for real. I was, I was traveling. I was touring. I was really doing my thing. Okay. And uh, the situation occurred and I'm, I'm the youngest, right? So oh, I, I, of three, three. Okay. So I believe, I believe it was my responsibility to go back and take care of mom. Yeah. A lot of right. people would feel that way, right? Families in trouble. Right, especially. That's your mom. Yeah, especially when 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 her first first child is being incarcerated for that yeah. long, right? Yeah. So I felt I felt it was my responsibility to go. So I gave up everything that I had, and uh, I loaded everything I could in my car, and I drove back to uh, Oklahoma City from okay. from Murfreesboro. Yeah. And uh, once getting there, uh, I had to really start all over at a new place. Yeah. And and when once I got there, I, I jumped into the music scene, the local music scene, things like right. that. That's what you do, and right? so, that's what yeah. I do. That's my thing. Uh, but also, I found some part time work doing some retail work with Coach. Okay, right. Coach like uh, the leather store. The leather Coach store. like the leather store. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it. I was yeah. I was working, you know, the men's and women's. There there was an outlet out there in Oklahoma City, got and it. so I was working at both stores. You know, okay. I was one of the top sales guys there. You know, uh, and okay. and doing good. And you so just found the music, like sales, like fit you, you were, it was, well, you know, retail is my thing. Anything yeah. dealing with fashion, like that's, that's yeah. my jam. What that's what I call jam. my okay, jam. Good. Right. So <laughs> unlike other people, maybe you ended up where you're supposed to be. Right. Right. So, yeah. so with that being said, uh, and Gregory, this was found, what, this was what year this was. So this is, back. this is, this is around 20, uh, 2009. 2000, okay, end so of you're talking like 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Right. And so, so I'm back and um, I'm figuring it all out. I'm working, I'm doing music. And then I really wanted to do more because in, in, for me, I believe my purpose in life is, is all about human empowerment. How can I help people? Yeah. I believe I'm here to serve people. That's your, to help um, people become better. That's your why, right? Is that what that's that's my why, man. That's that's my why in life. I love. Period. It. I love no matter it. what chapter or industry I'm in, yeah. it's always been about helping somebody else. 
Yeah, you become yeah. better or yeah. feel great. Well, we need more right? people like that in the world. That's for sure. Well, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I mean, say, think about and, that. If everybody had that same attitude and belief, what kind of world would we live in? It would be, be unbelievable. Much more. It'd be a lot peaceful. People would be like fighting over helping each other instead of right. The no, no, I'll, I'll do. Right, it. I'll help you. No, you help. I'm gonna help. I mean, it'd be crazy, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, right. It's idealistic. So anyway, right. Yeah. So now that I'm in the mix, you know, I've, I've built some credibility for myself in the music scene. So what are you playing at night and stuff at like coffee houses right. and places and then working yeah, the day? nightclubs and nice things clubs, like right. that. Right. Cool. Uh, so eventually got to a point where I, I and everybody's to listening. Do what do you what do you play? They, they're going to want. So actually, I'm a lyricist. I'm a songwriter. So I write lyrics oh, and okay. uh, it comes from the bass. The bass is hip hop. Okay. So it's like a poet at large. OK. Right? But so the thing that I do is. Right. Vocalist. Okay. There you okay. go. There you go. Okay. So one, one of my one of my core values is collaborations. Right. So even with music, even back in Nashville, I've always collaborated with different genres of music. OK. Right. So this ranges anywhere from acoustic to rock and roll, jazz, blues, gospel, reggae, you name it. It goes on classical, all of it. Right. So I'm in Oklahoma City. I'm doing music. I'm doing fashion, and I still want to do more. It's like I I want to do more, much more. So you do. you're like not worried right. about sleeping at night, right? Okay. Right. That's what most people say to me anyway, right? right? Uh, yeah. So the thing was, uh, it was a thriving arts community in Oklahoma. Uh, okay. So people love the arts, yeah. uh, visual arts especially, uh-huh. public art, things like that. Yeah. Uh, so I start tapping into the art community, and I was able to to create an after-school program for nice. kids. Nice. Uh, it's called Elemental Hip Hop Program. Okay. We teach the four distinct elements of hip hop, but we also teach leadership, communication, teamwork. Awesome. We, all of it. And it's all perform. It was all performance-based. All performing arts. Okay. Right. Um, and then there, there's times where I've just started collaborating with high school marching bands for uh, different festivals that went along in Oklahoma City. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a point in time where I performed with the Oklahoma Philharmonic and nice. orchestra. Doing right? hip-hop? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love it. First time in history, especially yeah. in, in Oklahoma City being a red state, right? Um, I guess. <laughs> Good something point. innovative, man. Something innovative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's cool so, stuff. So I was doing that. I was, I was very involved in the community, uh, doing things for high schools. Uh, I was a, a traveling, touring artist, teaching artist. I used to travel around and teach a program nice. uh, in high schools, yeah. underserved community, um, under underprivileged, things so like that. So you'd come in like when we used to go and have an assembly and there'd be somebody coming in about uh, whatever culture or whatever it was, you would be one of those guys right. who came and gave a presentation and performed or whatever. Right. Or, it. or it's me coming into the classroom and actually doing work with the students. Got it. Like hands-on. And this is my life in Oklahoma. It, it changed from being strictly an artist to now becoming, you know, back in uh, uh, a more of an arts educator. Yeah. Um, I was yeah, able you're to You're using then the arts cr- to teach people and to change their values right. and to help them. Right. Um, I saw a need uh, in the community for a lot of the, the hip hop community. Uh, they didn't really have a platform to really express themselves uh-huh. that, that showed value to them. Um, so I created the the inaugural Oklahoma Hip Hop Festival. Nice. Uh, and so I, I did that for, for two years. It was yeah. before its time. But 
people I, only because you were in Oklahoma. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, right. If you're on the East Coast or the West Coast, it probably wasn't. This is a totally different story. Right. It was probably right on time. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, So with that. So with that being said, (laughs) you know, I kind of got away. I got I got away from retail and I got into you were doing so much in the arts and teaching and all that stuff. Right. Uh, Because I did the program for a couple of years. Right. And what what actually segued me into doing that is when I was actually working for a company called Public Strategies in Oklahoma, which is a nonprofit okay. organization. And they had a subcontract with the Obama administration during Green Job, like that whole push okay. right back in 2010. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get a, I landed a position as an employment specialist. And so I was now my background is in psychology is, is, is as I stated, right. Right. Yeah. Behavioral science and ethics. Okay. So I was a mentor, counselor, things like that. So package that up into one as an employment specialist, I was working with the lower 70 percentile of the poverty rate in Oklahoma. Okay. This is taking people who were making annual zero to you know nine thousand a year, yeah, to yeah. now being yeah, interviewed and, and being so prepared. you're helping with job skills and prep for Jobs. a job and all that, right? Stuff. Exactly. So yeah. I help spearhead the career readiness one on one cohorts. That okay. came through. Show them how to dress. Yeah. I made collaborations with different clothes closets in the community to get them clothes to interview. All these different things. Um, really was like the height of my life. This is like the time in my life where I've like made the most money. I'm like in this nonprofit world. I'm doing right. great. You know, I'm having dinner with mayors, right? helping and, people, and right? Stuff. Right. So you're doing both, right? You're making money and like, you're I'm at the height of my life, man. Yeah. Like I'm at the financially everything, right? I mean. You know, a guy coming, I was, I was born in Oklahoma city, of course, but I was raised in a place called Texarkana, Texas okay. slash Arkansas, which small town, small yeah. town. Never right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm in, um, you know, in my early thirties, I'm pushing Mercedes Benz. I'm living in a condo. Like, I'm like, yeah, this is yeah. like, this Good is life. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's, that's that part. Right. Yeah, so life has uh, to smack you on the head now, wake you up. So right. life smacks me, man. <laughs> uh, so I was I was in a relationship and the relationship took me to L.A. Okay. So I gave up everything again that I was doing. Okay. And tried to start for this new. person. For this. Yeah. Which is, by right. the way, often a mistake. But you, you learn, right? Often, often the heart mistake. is always right. Stronger than the brain. Well, listen, man, I tell you what, if I had a male figure in my life who would have ex- educated me on that. It would have probably been a different choice that I would have made. Maybe, but I know a lot of people Maybe. That do have male figures in their life and their right. kids, you know, no, you don't and know, still you don't understand. Just, just got to try it out for yourself kind of right. thing. Right, correct. But you're right, um, Figure adult figures help, yeah. Right, yeah. So uh, I end up going to Los Angeles, uh, relationship goes south, uh, we separate. And now I'm in LA with no family, no friends, no no anybody. So she was really from this person was really from she LA. was it. She was it. So she well, she was no, she there. was she was well, no, no. Actually, she was she was from she was from Oklahoma. Um, she landed like a hundred thousand dollar contract. She's she was an actress. Uh, you know, okay. And she started. Start so she didn't doing know anybody there either. You went for the job for her job, right? Right. But she was she was set though. You know. Yeah. Okay. Hundred thousand dollar contract doing movies. Like, yeah. come on, right? You're set. I'm I'm at ground zero. So right. that means I have to go out, find a job, try to match what she's bringing in. 
yeah. because that became an issue, right? So I'm like, okay, I understand. Okay. So tried to do it, found me a nice job doing the same thing that I was doing with public strategies in Oklahoma. So I started working for an employment company uh-huh. uh, that worked with individuals with behavioral disabilities. So I'm the I'm, work and get a job or whatever. Right, doing the same thing that I was doing there, yeah. but this time I had a team under me. I okay. wasn't the deployment specialist this time. I'm the site coordinator at this point. So okay. I moved up the ranks. Yeah. So that sounds at good. At this point. Right. So, you know, it's it's a I thought it was a pretty well-paying job. Well, yeah. compared to another person making X amount could not be, right? So I take uh, it. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's a different that's a different chapter, right? Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, that doesn't so, so I end up hard, not you. Right. So, so um, what ended up happening was I was, I was trying, I was sleeping in my car. Cause you um, didn't have, cause you had to move out of your apartment right. with her. Right. Okay. And so what, what ended up happening was I was sleeping in my car. Um, and then it would, you know, during the winter time, it gets pretty oh, chilly in LA. Yeah. In LA, like it gets chilly in LA. Yeah. I know. Like, it's not people like don't think it York, does, but it gets cold. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, you yeah. know, you go from, you go from 70 degree weather every day and then it drops down to the fifties and you're like, well, wait a minute. And you're living in your car. You're not in a apartment, and you're living in your uh, car. you know, right. installation. And stuff. So, yeah. right. So, yeah. so, you know, at this point, um, you know, I don't, I don't have enough money saved to get me a place because running LA is high. Yeah. Right. Most people yeah. need need two or three people living in, in one house, you know, that is a one bedroom right. um, <laughs> to, to share the rent. rent out there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because it's so expensive. So I didn't yeah. have I didn't have enough money to get my own place in L.A. So that's why I stayed in the car. And during the one time, like I, I slept inside of the office of where I worked. Jesus. Yeah. Sound like a Les Brown story. Did they man. have a did they uh, have a bathroom there, a shower? Yeah. Yeah. It was a bathroom. No shower. Um, so, so this is, this is how I made it. So there's the thing called the sink. That's one. Yeah. Uh, and then you get gym memberships. Yeah. Like the Y or whatever you go and you shower and you work out well, and you shower well, again. When right? you, yeah. Or you just, or you just get gym passes to for like a week. Gyms. Yeah. And you just go to gym to gym and drop right. <laughs> Just hope you don't run this out. Is, Exactly. Well, yeah. there's a lot of gyms in LA, so yeah, right. it depends on how so far you got to drive. You're picking up a free one-week membership, <laughs> right? From gym just so to I gym can go work out and take a shower and, right. and you know be okay to go. Yeah. So I would work out at night, take a shower at night, right. go to sleep, get up, and just go to work. What did you wash your clothes and stuff? I mean, couldn't have had. Well, we we'll go to a laundry. Oh, you go yeah, to a laundromat well, and then do yeah, it. Well, I was a minimalist. I was a minimalist before a minimalist was a thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you still had right. to, you couldn't have one outfit. Cause then what are you going to do? Stand no. naked in the laundry. Yeah. It's not going to exactly. work. So you had to have some exactly. clothes. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I had that and uh, it just, it got to a point where uh, I lost that job because they found me sleeping inside and I explained Ugh. them what was going on. Yeah. That right? wasn't good enough. No, it wasn't. And so uh, at that point I was searching for places. So luckily enough, one of the guys who worked at the place mm-hmm. uh, had a resource for people who needed like shelter, like place to live right? Um, for very minimal amount, even right. though it was room shares, right? Okay, you familiar so with what? room shares? Wait, when yeah. Sh- yeah. Yeah. Share a room with another person. But yeah, see, it's like a rooming house. You know? Yeah. 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 But the thing about it is it, it wasn't just a, you know, normal sharing a room with a person that's a professional. 
I was sharing rooms with people who were pedophiles or people who were who out of jail, get, like yeah. out of prison, like in a halfway like house, probation, almost pretty much. That's what yeah. it was like. Jesus. Right. Uh, wasn't the cleanest place. Right. Right. Um, and so, you know, things well, happen. You probably there. didn't look at it, but technically you were homeless. You're living in your car. Right. And you probably didn't feel that way. Like I'm not homeless, but you are, you're like, yeah. you don't have a place. But, so you gotta, but I am. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to doesn't sell count. it. Right. Right. So, you know, me, but you can, right. I mean, um, uh, I'll roll with the punches, man. No, no matter if it's good or bad. Yeah. Like, uh, it's lessons within it all. Right. Always. And, and so, you know, at that point, didn't really want to be there anymore. Right. Certain things happen. And so I started looking for emergency assistance from the state of California. Okay. And, and so uh, with this being said, uh, to be able to be seen at some of these places for, for this assistance, uh, it's a long line. And if you don't show up at certain times, you won't be seen for an appointment to get in. Because there's so many people waiting. Right. So there was times where I literally had to sleep outside in line at make sure you one, get in two o'clock, three o'clock in the mornings yeah. overnight to be seen at 8 a.m. the next the next day. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, people fighting in line, people doing like right. a bunch of like stories for days about that experience. Right, right, right. right. And uh, what ended up happening was, you know, with me being familiar with that world of nonprofit and services and things like that, I knew how to communicate to these individuals that were working, right? Yeah. Um, so I was able to, to, to have these conversations and explain and, and work my way in and, and get the services that I needed. Right. And uh, with that being said, there was, a, there was a process. So one, in order to get this, this housing, you had to go through a couple of phases. One, you would have to go stay in a hotel to that qualify, was by- you mean. To, to qualify, correct. Right. To qualify to get these other services, there's phases. Got it. So the first phase is emergency housing, which would be this hotel. So I was out in South LA, uh, pretty much like uh, South Bay is what they call it. Uh, very industrial. So it's it's where the port is. So if you've seen during the pandemic where they would yeah. be like, oh, the ports are clogged in California. Yeah, that's well, where it was. I was I was living in that place. And let me let me tell you, Mitch, this place when I went in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the, it's not, it wasn't the that best wasn't place, the man. It was a little bit, it was, it was a little bit worse than a Bates. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just yeah, it was so, worse than that. You just don't get murdered. And, and I'm painting it. Listen, well, man, I'm could, painting this picture. Yeah. I'm painting this picture for you. Cause I want you to understand like the experience I went through. Yeah, so you yeah. go in, you go in, it's almost like, um, you know, this one room, it's matchbox. Yeah. Well, they give you a, you have a little and sink. you're in a big open room, right? Well, you have a, well, listen, you have a bed, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe not the best bed, you but have a room a or is it a big right. open room? So, so it's just a room, just yeah. one room, a box for everybody. And you have a, and you have a sink. Yeah. Right. Well, where's the sink? Uh, the sink is on the, on next to the wall by the door. So, right. It's a uh, very small room? sink for the whole room. So right? one sink for everybody in the room. How many beds? Were no, in no, the room? no, 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 no. Oh, so listen, there, oh, you had a your hotel. own room. Okay. So it's a whole, so it's a hotel. Oh, so it was, it was designed okay. as a hotel. So everybody had their own room. Everybody has their own room. No room, uh, but the rooms are small, yeah. right? Okay. We'll we'll say we'll say twelve by twelve, right? Right. But you can lock the room. door at night, so nobody's gonna. You can like lock the door at night. Your stuff you can sleeping. lock the door at night, okay. and there was like you know the sink. Okay. Uh, well, my room in particular, right? Um, you left out something. My, where where where's the toilet? Uh, that's that's uh, community use, sir. 
So and the not, shower. there was no toilet and the shower. No, nothing in the room. Nothing in the room. Okay. Just the sink. Yeah. At least it's in the. So building. when I, this is, yeah. 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 Um, so community, everything. Right. Um, okay. So when I, when I go in uh, to my room. Yeah. You know, there's graffiti marker, you know, yeah, all that sure. stuff all over the they place. Right. Come and paint every time. And then, you know, I look and there's one window in the room, but the window is half broken. And I'm on the first floor in South Bay in, in California. Not the safest neighborhood? Not the safest neighborhood, man. No, okay. Uh, and then on top of that, yeah. there were dead bed bugs on the floor. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Dead bed bugs on the bed. Yeah. Like, it was- well, like it was, maid service. They're coming to clean your room. Yeah. Well, and the thing for me is, you know, uh, I still have my car at this time. Okay. I'll get, I'll get my blanket out that out my car and I'll put it on top of the mattress after I strip it. Right. Okay. So, so I can have a clean, but you got a hole in the window. It might be warmer than your car. Right. So through the night, that's what I end up doing, going back into my car. Yeah. Um, And there's some situations that happen outside that, that I caught, man, that was one time. Listen, and I'm just giving details, man, because like this experience is what people probably have not encountered before. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in my car sleeping at three o'clock in the morning and, you know, the a prostitute knocks on my window asking for help because her pimp is trying to do something to her. Oh, and I'm like, listen, like, I, yeah. listen, I have not. Look, look, I, I have not nothing to do with day. this. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not leave me alone. shot because you need help. For, yeah, exactly. You should have you should have made better choices in life, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't like I'm not getting into that. That's one thing that I don't do is get in somebody else's business when threats or something between you, his gun and her. That's not where you want to be. <laughs> That's not me. Yeah. I feel sorry for. But I'm like, I know, I'm, but you I'm can only do it. so much. Right. United superhero. Right. And I think right. this is a good story, though, because everybody sees you now. You're well dressed. You're successful. You don't they don't know what the backstory right. is. Right? You know what? Got, right. How you got there. Right. So, right. Yeah. So you come in, you, so you, so you have a person like myself who, who had it all. Right. And now I'm going through like this, this valley of a moment in life. Yeah. Right. Where I'm, I'm stripped of everything. Psychologically, it must've been hard. Yeah. It would mentally, physically, emotionally, you name it. Yeah. You put it all in the, in this bowl. Yeah. Right. Um. So I end up, I end up uh, going through that phase. Second phase was the homeless shelter. So they move you from the bug ridden. So I had to spend, I had to spend a week. I had to spend a week at the, at the hotel. Okay. Oh, only a week. Okay. Only a week. A lot happened in a week though. It sounded like a lot happened. A lot can happen in a week. Right. So I spent a week in a hotel. Then I go back and then I'm relocated to a shelter on um, Western and Slauson in California. And for those who don't know, that's like called Compton? Crenshaw. Crenshaw, that's called yeah. Crenshaw. Right, yeah, it's another area you hear about. Yeah, Compton is better Compton is better than Crenshaw. It is. Wow. Yeah. And this is in a homeless shelter. In today's time. It, right, in today's I, I understand. Time. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, and so um, you know, <clears> it's, it's, a, it's an old church. Yeah. Right. It's a church. Well, it's room, a church. Right? You don't have a it's private a room in a shelter, do you? So no. So this is the this is the setup for this particular shelter. So uh, in the parking lot, uh, in front of, if you want to call it dorm room building, okay. Uh, there was portable showers, right? 
just like you see at the fair or something that you go to. Yeah, like a they had, John, but it's a shower. Right. Okay. And it was only four of those. For how many people? Um, I'm going to say about 70 people. Ugh. Okay. So yeah. not, you're not getting a shower yeah. every day. There's no way. You, well, you, you can. Well, the thing yeah. about it is, is what time you go. Yeah, you got to plan it out so you know when That's, nobody's going. You learn. Right, right. So what, what, end up, what end up happening was this. Um, I shared a room with one huge room yeah. with 30 other guys. The women's, the women's room was across the a hall. separate one. Yeah. Probably another 30, 30, 40. Like it was, it was a lot. And then there's, there's two bathrooms for men for all like 30 of us. Yeah. That would not go well for me. Right. And the, and the thing about it is if you didn't get back in time, uh, I think there was a nine o'clock curfew uh-huh. for the shower. If you didn't get back by nine o'clock, then you're taking a bath in the sink. Yeah. Right? Not today. Right. They, they're locking the doors. So I'm I'm in this shelter and you know I'm 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 a person who cares about my presentation and what I look like. Obviously, right. You're, <laughs> you're not gonna know that <laughs> you're not gonna look at me and be like, oh yeah, that guy's homeless, right? right. Yeah, you don't look like you're a gonna, slump, you're gonna be nice dressed. Yeah, like yeah. I'm like I have good clothes, like yeah. I take care of them, I know how to press, like I know how to wash, like I know how to do all these things as man, right? Right. And so um People would tell me, man, you don't look like you belong here. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, uh, but um, this is my situation right now. Yeah. But what that, but that, what that allowed that me was to phase do, two, right? That was phase two. It sounds backwards. It sounds like, it seems like you phase one, you'd be living in a big room with two toilets and a shower. And then phase two, you'd be in a private room with a sink. It doesn't. Right. But it's not doing that. But way. I think it's, okay. I think it's quite well. Then we start talking about quality then. Right. There you go. So if we're if we're talking about quality, then it's There's at least it's going more right services way. there. Because right. hey, listen, at least I can say I had a maid who came through and like vacuumed my floor every day. Yeah, so it know, wasn't at the so shelter. Dirty. Yeah, it was slow. But they would clean the bathroom, yeah. right? Yeah, so, that's true. You know, I, yeah, I, true. I went through I went through that phase, right? And um, the next phase, phase three, I would have to get a job, and they would help with a decreasing like one year worth of rent if i found yeah. a place right phase like three a subsidy but it would go down each month right. a little bit okay exactly yeah exactly so that was phase three uh so i was i was in i was in the shelter for it's about three or four months okay um during during that time i was able to land a job at joseph a bank yeah in el segundo joseph bank there's one in westfield Right. Yeah. So I was working there. I was doing great. Um, I had at that point had saved a little bit of money because I was like, I had no work at that point in time. Like during this whole time, like yeah. I was not working. Like I was receiving government assistance for like yeah. SNAP, food stamps, whatever you call it. Whatever like you can get. that's how yeah. I was, that's how I was surviving. Right. Right. And I got it. I got a job. Uh, working for Joseph A. Bank, and during that time when in I saved sales? the money up, like yeah. selling clothes for them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you I was a wardrobe sh- consultant. Okay. That's right. Is this That's, was that your first? It is your first like clothing retailer in California. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Prior prior to all of this, like I've been in and out of the industry for about ten years plus. 
Okay, so, so you were familiar with it. It wasn't like you're walking in with yeah, that resume. Yeah, so from high school, so like from high school, I started working with Foot Action, Dillard's, Perry Ellis. Right. Like yep. I've worked all sure. these different places. Okay, so I have so the resume with, for it. Yeah, you have the resume. I have okay. the resume for it. Right. I have managerial experience. Like I'm, right. I'm good to go. They didn't ask you do you have a house. That's not one of the criteria. No, no good thing, right? Uh, because yeah, because to your point, you know, some places I told that to, and they Never didn't even hire back. me. Yeah. They wasn't trying to have it, man. Right. It wasn't having it. And yeah. that's a shame. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, because like I need I need money to live. Yeah. <laughs> Which is I don't know. First thing you're uh, going to do is get your own place when you can. You make it that's the money. mission. Yeah. That's the mission. Right. And so, uh, you know, I had a, I had I had gained some friends at this point. And uh, one of one of my friends during this time, in order for me to get like back and forth to work, they rolled the dice on me and they bought me a motorcycle. Nice. So I have a motorcycle for tr- to travel. Okay. Right. Um, because at at this time the car between me losing me losing um the job with the car, right? You know, at the employment specialist, the car got. Just ransacked. Taken away. Oh, yeah. They took, okay. Well, yeah. Um, so what kind repossessed. Of car was it? Got repossessed. I oh, had yeah, a, you couldn't pay that. You could make payments. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I had a uh, I had a 2008 Infinity. Um, well, at least it was a little com- more comfortable. M- it was. It was. It was like an M- man. To yeah. be exact. Oh wow. That was, so was a nice. It was car. M35. Now, when yeah. you're sleeping in the car, not in the, not in the. Uh, Fully yeah. loaded leather seats. Like I was oh, doing nice. great, man. Yeah. Um, so it got repossessed um, by, you know, by, by the luck of the Lord, I'll, I'll say, you know, universe, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know, somebody rolled a dice and, and purchased me a motorcycle to get back and forth. And so I'm, I'm now working at Joseph A. Bank. I'm living at the shelter, you know, going back and forth, get my yeah. money and it's going great. I get enough money uh, with me. And also I have experience in uh, the real estate world. So I used to be a lease up consultant, uh, when I was in college. Got it. Right. So I worked at the place I lived when I was in college. I'm always like, I'm, I'm so you're I'm, like a leasing agent for the building and you, you live there. Right. Right. Got exactly. It. Right. So now I know how to talk to landlords, et cetera. And so it was the ch- challenge was this finding people who were willing to take the voucher that the state was going to give for, right. Right. Even though they're really not supposed right. to say no, they do yeah. they make up some. Other they do. Reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want this kind of person living right. at my place. It's like Section 8. We have but, that in New Jersey, too. Nobody yeah. wants to take the vouchers, yeah. but you're, you're not yeah. supposed to say no. Right. And so, you know, I finally end up finding finding a landlord who was open to it. Um, it was in Inglewood, California. Uh-huh. Uh, let's go Rams. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, so I, and I literally lived, uh, maybe like a mile from the stadium when it was being built. Um, but I lived inside, it was like a side apartment of a garage. It wasn't even like a real, like it wasn't a real room. Right. Now I had a, I had a toilet and a sink this time in my room. Well, that's good. Uh, (laughs) Right. Uh, and one, one mini window and a cylinder. It was like a garage behind a house that was converted to an apartment. Well, it was actually, no, it was actually the garage. And then there was like a little s- extension 
that was built connected to, to be, the garage. Right. Wasn't right. even the garage. Wasn't even a garage. It was something connected to it. Uh, and I had to walk, you know, through the, the parking lot of the of the house right. and in this garage to go take a shower or go cook or in the do house. all of that. Right. Yeah. So that was my living situation. So I'm living here and I'm still working at Joseph A. Bank. So I'm like five months in, things are going great. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm well on my way. Well, one day I was actually meeting with the uh, a PR representative, Dwight Howard's publicist, actually, to okay. be to be correct. Okay. Um, and the reason the reason why how I met her is because my brother actually is a professional barber. And he he does hair for Bobby Portis. And at the time, Dwight Howard was playing with the Washington, Washington. Right. And so they were they were up in uh, L.A. playing. And so I went to go visit my brother. Got it. Now, I didn't tell my brother my situation at all. Like it, this is just the thing for me. Right. Um, so I I'm, I'm, I'm meet her anyway. So I'm having I'm having lunch with her and, and I'm leaving. And I'm coming down and a, a car just pulls out in front of me. Right. T-bone oh. head, head first into the windshield. Wait, you're walking. I'm you're riding on a bike feet? on my, mo- on on your my motorcycle. motorcycle, on my motorcycle. Well, that's going that home. worse than walking. Yeah. Right. Going home. I'm on my motorcycle. Just after takes meeting you out. Her. He pulls out. You, you, you ever notice those cars that like to peek through traffic, stop and go, stop and go, yeah. stop and go. Yeah. He was that guy. Yeah. Right. I'm Impatient, traveling southbound. Right, yeah. He's coming. He's coming in from eastbound on the side residential street, uh, major street going north and south. Guy just pulls out out between traffic. All I hear is horns hit the car, knocked unconscious, head first into the windshield. The story they told me, I catapulted. Ready. I catapulted 20 yards in the air. Oh. I rolled across the pavement for another 30 yards. Oh, on my final, on my final tumble, yeah, I finally gained consciousness. Right, you gained and I'm consciousness. On my knees. Then you didn't wake up in the hospital, right? No, so I wake up on my last tumble, yeah, right, and I roll up like this, and my knees on the ground, and I'm looking at the whole scene, like like this is a real movie yeah. scene, where everything is just quiet. And then you hear the ring in your ear and then everything just start coming to, you can hear people yelling and honking horns, yeah, it's like coming back. So it's all coming back. Holy. And I get up. I just stand up. Get up. That was probably a bad idea. I stand up and, and I'm just looking around and people just coming to me like, Hey, like you need to, you need to go over here and sit down. So I walk right. and sit down. So I literally, like I literally walked away from this thing on my own. Right. So I had a fractured elbow um was taken was taken to the hospital uh that's all you had was a fractured elbow and i was diagnosed with post-concussion syndrome yeah i'm sure you bang the shit out of your head you're lucky to die from a brain hemorrhage or you know with an aneurysm or something right right so now now the phase is this now i can't go back to work right because i'm on temporary disability right which we know pays a lot pays a lot right I moved into a I moved into a mansion in Beverly Hills. Right, exactly. I'm never working again. Right. Yeah. What? Me go to work? Right. No way. <laughs> oh man. People say that. Well, so, he's disabled. He didn't have to work. I go, he ain't getting rich. He ain't rich. Yeah. Tell you that yeah. much. Right. So so now I'm like, all right, how I'm gonna pay this rent. Yeah. 
because it's not enough to pay rent. Even the little shack they lived in that was even the, the little of... shack deal I got. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's charging a thousand bucks for that thing. Good Lord. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like what? Am, like, what is this? Right. Um, so anyway, like uh, I'm trying to figure it out. There's there's no way. And so now I got to go. Do you remember how much you were getting from disability? It was a couple hundred bucks. That was it. It was, it was like, uh, I think it was around like two thirty every every two weeks biweekly. Yeah, so less than five hundred bucks. So less, less than, than half bucks. of your rent. Forget about food and all that other stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so now, now the bike is totaled. Oh yeah, I right. Because the bike you didn't have any payments on. That was fine, but the bike's gone. No insurance, right? No, no transportation. Well, the insurance covered the bike. Like, that's fine. They covered it all. Well, didn't you get money from that? Uh, not at that point, but okay. after after a while. Okay. You know, it has to go through a process. Yeah, they process the whole thing. Yeah, right. Because you have to go through therapy. You have to do x-rays because it right. bills the case, right? Yeah, of course. So my They're going after the other guy's insurance company. Exactly. Exactly. You know, lucky for me, the guy that I had a relationship with about the car. I mean, about the motorcycle, he knew um, a good PI attorney? an attorney that's in Beverly Hills. Right. right? Contingency so, and takes you know, the whole thing. Right? I'm, I'm in Cedar sinai the best hospital it is in L.A., and I'm getting all his treatment. He gives me, you know, everybody, man, I'm seeing a bone specialist for the elbow. I'm going to, to PT and I'm going to see a neuropsychologist. Right. Well, it all comes down to what kind of insurance the other guy has. So if the guy has really good insurance, yeah. he's got an expensive car. Yeah, well, guys, the limit what? for you. Yeah, well, you know, the the guy didn't have. That's yeah. Anyway, that's a different topic too, man. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't a. It was okay. Yeah, it wasn't great. I guess when when you don't have anything, anything is great, man. Right. Um. So so you just you know you go with it. Um, right. And you know you got to go through the whole process, and then you have to file the paperwork, and you got to like it's a long process. Man. Yeah. Then they want to see their experts it's, see you, and you got to see it's a yeah. It's a process, man. Yep. It's a process. Uh, yeah. So it's not instant that I get this money from the wreck. Right. right. Um, so I'm, I'm going through this phase and, and now I'm like, okay, what do I do? And what I end up doing was I disguised my homelessness by letting people know, you know, after this wreck, you know, now I'm on this family and friends tour because I've seen my life flash in front of me. And, and things like that. And, you know, now I'm looking at life differently and I need to go see people, which like that was a thing. Right. It's like I need to be more grateful for the things that I've had in the past, you know, uh, and right. that was one of the main lessons was that. Okay. Um, so. And you can I couch surf a little bit too. Right. And that was, the, and that was it. What, it was that, for that me siren in the back. Surf. You probably heard some banging around here too. I got people here making noise. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, this is this is me living. This is me living in in uh, old city of yeah. uh, Philly. Now, the, um, now, when you were moving around seeing people, were they all? You said you really didn't have any family out west, right? So you had to come back to Oklahoma and that in the mid Midwest. So I never, no, I, I never went back to Oklahoma. What I ended up doing, I went up to um, like Chicago. I went to Dallas. Got I went it. to New Orleans. In some places, I went. I didn't even know anybody at all. Like I would, went. I would flatter. I, I, I flew on Spirit, which were dirt cheap tickets to right. get to places, and then I would get like these dirt cheap Airbnbs or dirt cheap like small hotels to stay in when I go because I was looking for a new place to put my flag. Got it. And I was in a very dark space 
really trying to figure out what, like, what is this? Like, what is my life going to be? Like, wh- what's happening? Like, right. what is, what is this? Yeah. Right. And uh, I'm a very spiritual person. And, you know, I asked the universe, like, show me a sign. Like, what is, like, where am I supposed to? So you knew it wasn't in LA. You had to get out of there. Now I had to go. Yeah. Like, I had to. It wasn't happening for you it was, there. It wasn't, it wasn't it. Because right. th- I believe there was a wrong intention when I went to LA. Yeah. It wasn't. You were there for the wrong reasons. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, giving up everything in Tennessee and going back home in Oklahoma City, I was fine. I was right. great. You know? Went that back was a home. good reason. Yeah. It was a good reason. LA was not. Yeah. Yeah. So um end up end up going to um New Orleans, a couple of places like this, but I ended up in Philadelphia okay. at one point. And just because you said, asking, you know what? This now I'm gonna go to Philadelphia. Like if you're just picking different yeah, cities. So, so so yeah. And so okay. the thing, the thing about Philadelphia is this back back in back in the I want to say early to 2000 when I was touring, I came through Philadelphia and I performed at time restaurant and I performed at world cafe during my tour. Okay. And so I remembered Philadelphia. I remembered old city. I remembered like going through century city. It was a good experience. Center city. Like, yeah, like it was, it was great. Like I was well received here for my music. Like it was great. I loved it. Uh, it. It's very very soulful, very homey feel. Like it's great. Right. Right. Um, so I'm here and I'm like, this is the place. The message comes, like, this is the place. So I'm like, okay, all right. Uh, so you're still not working, right? You got some money from the settlement, a little bit of disability, right? But you're not there anymore. So how are you getting your disability payments? You're not right. 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 So they're done. Right. They're done. Um, so now uh, I'm I'm here and I wake up one morning and I'm I'm searching online of like what are the top like luxury men retail stores in Philadelphia right, because I wanted knew that to, business I knew that business and it's right. quick to get into yeah retail is always there man it will forever be there yeah right of course whether it's online or in right. person people are, yeah of course it's I think there, it's going to be online offline I think you'll go to stores in the future and they'll be like maybe one, two shirt, you know, you try the clothes on and then it's at your door, like in two or three hours or tomorrow morning, you don't have right. to keep big inventory. Right. I think that's what's going to right. happen. But for people listening, they got to remember, right. You're, you're, you get to Philly, you've been traveling, you have very little money. You have no mo- motorcycle anymore. You have no car. You got your feet. Got my feet. Right. And the transit system, the train. Yeah, well, right. Okay. <laughs> the public transport, you learn a right. lot about public transportation. You, you sure do. And you, yeah. and you know, shortcuts and ins and outs. Right. right. Um, so, so I end up doing that research online one, one Sunday morning at what, like the library, you know, walking around with a laptop. No, no. Yep. Exactly. Um, so no to the laptop. Right. right. <laughs> uh, I, I had a phone though. Um, okay. Cause this, this is, this is around now we're, we're in the world of 2019. So smartphones. Yeah. Right. So you can do that on a phone. So if you 2019. Yeah. Right. So you go from 2009 from when I like to transition. But how do you have a phone? Transition. It must be like a prepaid phone because you don't have address. They can't send you a bill. Right. Well, you know, when it's, it's, you can pay, pay online, you know, from. Oh, from right. Okay. But what's, right. but what, don't you just put an address on the, the account? Well, it's still, well, you know, I kept, I kept my old Inglewood address. So they didn't know. For the longest time. 
Yeah, so they didn't know. You like I still like I still had a relationship with the uh, landlord. Uh huh. So yeah, you know, I would so call you said, listen, email comes for me. Yeah. Yeah, and like okay. when when I wasn't traveling, like I would go back to L.A. and I would stay in, you know, Airbnbs or whatever because that's Got where it. everything was. Right. Right. Uh, Cause I still had like a little storage of clothes and things that, I, and that was a point in time too, man. Like I lived inside of my storage container a few times. <sighs> well, like a room, there's no windows in there though. Exactly, man. So this is, this is inside of one of the uh, like temp- temperature control. Yeah. Right. Ones where you rooms. go inside and the, yeah, you have to have a code to get in. And, yeah. Right. Things like that. They don't check. They don't just, know that you're in there. There's a story. There's a story about this one. Um, and then we'll, we'll get back to Philadelphia. Yeah. So Philly's a good story. Yeah. So I'm up in this five by five storage container. And so I'm on the second, I'm on the second level. Right. So you have a, you have a bottom level and you have like a top level. Right. So you have to use one of like the, those, um, like flight ladders. Right. What do you mean a bottom level, top level? You mean they're stacked on top of each other? It wasn't like a balcony that you could walk on. No, man, because it's inside. It's inside. Yeah, but how would, if I'm using that storage thing, how do I get things up there? Do you have to use the flight ladder? And you, you got it. Okay. What happens if it's you heavy? Take you it up a ladder. like a lift and you put the stuff in or something? Nah, man, you're just out of luck. Okay. Um, <laughs> shit. Where do they have these facilities? So, okay. So, so yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm sleeping in, in this five by five storage container. Yeah, there's no one, bathroom one in there. There's no, no sink. No, because- the bathroom. So, so here's, here's the thing, man. Um, I'm in a lot of people man. doing this. Are I'm, you the only guy sleeping in there? I'm the only guy in here. Yeah. Okay. I'm the only guy in here. Right. Yeah, Cause you're not supposed to be doing this. So yeah, because at, <laughs> right. at nine o'clock at nine o'clock, the door's locked. Okay. They lock from the outside. You got to have a code to get in, yeah. but even with your code, like it doesn't work at a hours. certain time. So if you right. left, you could so come back in. Right. So yeah. even if I leave the first door, there's two doors. So there's a door to the entrance of the the inside of the big the warehouse. Right. And then you have like the hallway waiting room area. And then you have an exit entrance door. Right. So in between, there's a restroom. Right. Right. And, and a water fountain. Okay. So when I would leave, uh, when I would leave the first door, uh, I would have to. The first door, yeah. I would have to prop something in that door. Right, because if it locked, you're not restroom. going back in. Exactly. Oh, so I would do that. And then I would go up and I would go sleep. And so one one morning, uh, I woke up to a guy moving the ladder from from me. And he doesn't know and you're only, in there. No, he does know I'm in oh, there. Oh, he does. He does okay. know. He was been, he's been an asshole. Ah, okay. So- so he starts to move it and I, I hear it and I wake up and I'm like, yo, man, like, what are you doing? He was like, oh, you're not supposed to be sleeping in here. Yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, listen, man, like, bring, 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 bring it the ladder back and right? let me get down. Yeah. No, man, no. So you know what I did? I jumped down. I jumped down because Five, my ten adrenaline. Feet, ten feet, right? Yeah. yeah. Look, maybe 12. Okay. Maybe 12. But you're young. So, yeah. Yeah. So I jumped down, man. And I. Like I run at the guy and I'm like, man, like, what are you doing? Right. Like, why are you? So that's, that's trying story. to make it in life. What, what's this guy care? He's give a shit. Does like, he run the doing, place? Man? No, he doesn't. He just rents He's, another place. Just like me. Yeah. Just like me. People are so fucked up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So fast forward back to, back in to uh, Philly. Philadelphia. So I did the research, found a couple of places. 
And I come across this one place called Henry Davison, which is a custom uh, boutique store in yeah. Rittenhouse, which okay. at the time I did not know was the most affluent community. Right, Rittenhouse Square or something, right? Right, yeah. right. I'm a homeless guy and I'm like, I'm going to work here. Like, this is where I'm going to work. Right. Out of all of six places I found, I was like, this is the place. So Monday well, you morning- know, they don't put the expensive custom men's clothing store in a bad neighborhood. They got to put it where the people they don't. can afford the clothes. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's not right? a surprise. Um, so I'm like, you know, I'm going for it. Here's a word from our sponsors. Looking to get into podcasting? Maybe to market your business for your own enjoyment or because you have a message you want to get out there. One of One Productions is a New Jersey-based studio just over the George Washington Bridge that caters to the booming business of podcasting. They offer a comfortable atmosphere using the latest technology available to record your podcast. And they are a full-service media company offering both audio and video production services, creating both audio and video podcasts as well as video shorts for business and personal use. Professional audio equipment packages are available through their website for all budgets, and be sure to check out their podcast guesting kit created specially for our listeners. Care for your health, care for the planet, and look flippin' great doing it. North Authentic is a conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. Their pro stylists curate only the most fabulous non-toxic hair products with better-for-you shampoos, serums, masks, and more that actually give you gorgeous hair without hurting your health or the planet. Hey, you've only got one life, one planet, and one glorious mane. Might as well treat them all as best you can, right? Try a 100% clean hair care routine prescribed just for you using their link in the show notes. If you don't see a big, beautiful difference in how your hair looks and feels, you can tell them they're crazy. Do you battle chronic pain, stress, anxiety, or depression? Well, if you take any supplements or you're interested in natural alternatives, you need to know about findyourhealthyplace.com. Find Your Healthy Place has thousands of supplements to help you live a better quality of life, as well as natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. Need guidance? Use their live chat feature and talk to a wellness consultant right on their website. And be sure to use our coupon code TAEPODCAST for all your purchases to get the best prices at findyourhealthyplace.com. Follow their links in the show notes to learn more about all of our sponsors. And now back to our show. I had one good suit on me. I kept that and it had a hole in a crotch. Well, they couldn't see that. Couldn't see it. I knew it was there. So that caused other anxiety is whatever the case, but it did. Um, okay. But, you know, um, once again, I know how to keep my things in great condition and take care of them and be very right. presentable. You know how right? to present. Exactly. Yeah. And that's key. That's what a stylist does for people. Right. Um, right. So and so, in? so no, I called okay. them. I okay. called them. And I just inquired if they were doing any hiring or looking to expand their team because the team was small. And so they were like, sure, like when you want to set up now, this is two days for me to go back to, to L.A. I got two days. Why? Because your so stuff's in L.A.? Because my stuff is in L.A. Your suit is in L.A. No, 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 no. No. I have the suit with me. OK. But I'm living still in L.A. as I'm okay. traveling. Yeah. Doing all this traveling. I still have stuff in L.A. Right. But why do you have to go? Oh, storage. this is to start working for them. You had to get your stuff. So here, let me okay. let me pause for a second. 
So two days before I had to leave Philadelphia to return back to Los Angeles to stay. Like, remember, I'm, I'm just couch surfing. I'm going around. Okay. Right. So my days are up in Philadelphia. And oh, I have to so go you're leaving Philly Airbnb. for good. Right. Yeah. Right. After the message said, this is the place. Right. Right. So you're going to give so up Monday. Right. So Monday morning, I give the cold call. Um, so he's like, yeah. Um, yeah. Come on in. So I went in Tuesday, the next day. So the day before going back to LA. Wednesday, you're supposed and to go I, back. Wednesday. Right. Okay. So, so now I'm like, all right, great. I'm going to get this stuff together. Like I still have the photo of myself. I took a selfie the day I went in for the interview. Right. Yeah. I still have it. And I look at it right. from time to time. You should. Right. Right. And so, um, so I go in, you know, I got this hole in my crotch, but I go in and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm cool, but I'm sweating at the yeah. same time. Right. Uh, yeah. and then, and then I see the guy and the First thing that God does is he compliments me on my suit. I said, I'm in here. Right. right? Yeah. And here I'm like, I'm in. This is, this is the opportunity. You know, yeah. So right? you, do, you compliment people. But I'm in, I'm looking at, I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, man, he's an all custom everything. Like, right. Jesus, I'm sure. Like, to the nines. This guy right? is money. Like, yeah, he looks like money. Right. <laughs> um, and, and I'm looking at myself like, yeah. Yeah, if you only knew, like this right. is a Joseph A. Banks but he does suit, it. and like, right, yeah, <laughs> right. That's that's the key, right? Right. So you know, he compliments me on my fit, man. We sit down, we have a conversation, great conversation. He takes my resume, he folds it up, and he puts it in his pocket, and he says, "I'll connect you with the owner of the company, and we'll be in touch." And you're leaving tomorrow, and I'm leaving tomorrow, right? Okay. So I'm like. All right, cool. I'll look forward to, to speaking with you, right? And uh, the, the funny thing is when he folded up that resume and put it in his pocket, it made me question because really I've been a hiring manager right. before. Yeah. Right. And I've never folded up anybody's resume and put it in my pocket. Right. It's almost disrespectful in a sense. Yeah, it's almost like, oh, thanks. We'll get back. To yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Nice kid. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was good, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, great. So I go back to, I go, I return to LA yeah, and I'm at an Airbnb hostile situation where there's like five of us in a room, you know, rent is, you know, daily rent is like 30 bucks a night. You know, I can, I can do that. You can right? do that on two thirty um, every two weeks. Yeah, right. So, so, uh, you know, I'm living, living inside of the Airbnb and the owner gives me a call three days after I return. And so we have a conversation, goes great. Then he connects me with his sales manager. He's got no idea you're in LA. Yes, he does. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's fully okay. aware. He's fully aware. Okay. Right. And I told him, like, the, I was like, yeah, I'm looking to relocate to, to Philadelphia. Um, and I'm looking, like, looking for work. And this is my experience. And this is, you know, I give him the whole rundown. Yeah. And then he connects me with a sales manager, have a conversation with him. So I get an approval from everyone. Right. Yeah. So they then, so then they purchased me a ticket from LA to Philadelphia. They paid for you to come. They paid for me to come for an in-person interview. Nice. Was that your idea or their idea? His idea. Oh, good. Cause I told him, okay. I was like, I'm in LA, man. Like I'm yeah. back in LA. 
Like I was, I was there. He was like, okay, well here, we'll do this. And he, he bought me an airline ticket. Okay. Another universe working, man. Yeah. Hey, you know, know, it's all the signs. Was it spirit or was it a good airline? No, man, this was, this was actually Delta. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Living Uh, large. Living large, man. (laughs) Right. Right? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, like this is what it's like. Right. I feel like I'm moving up in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like somebody bought me a they ticket got, like, to do an interview. Seats. I've yeah. never had anybody to purchase me a flight to do an interview, man. That's Ever. usually large corporate stuff. They don't. I has a you know custom men's clothes. I'm gonna fly out, but he obviously saw something in you, right? Um, just through conversation, yeah. and I guess from what the the uh, the hiring manager or his assistant at the time, I guess I should say, uh, thought something was in me. He thought I looked presentable, or maybe. You know, me going in uh, to be a part of this company would create some culture in the company because there was not any at this time. Got it. With the team. Right. So they seen opportunities, right? Yeah. By Which old white I look men, at that right? way too. Mostly. Yeah. Well, they're white guys dude, that don't even understand. Nah, man, they're, they're, they're actually, they're actually Jewish guys. Really? Yeah. Were they, were they like short and kind of not too stylish? One was they stylish. One. No, well. Uh, well, listen, man, both of the guys, <laughs> you know, very, listen, man, very stylish individuals, man. They, okay. they take custom seriously. Okay, good. Like they, they are. On yeah, I mean, point. look, the I'll garment industry was all Jewish what, back in New York in the days. Yeah. So the guys, the guys were, you know, not talking, you know, anything negative about them, man. Right. They, they were on point. They're on point. Okay. They just didn't have culture in, in the, in the work environment. Right. Uh, and I think they see an opportunity. It's a little important just like, in 2019. Just a little bit. Yeah. Right. Um, which, which even, even for me, I was like, man, maybe this is opportunity. I can probably bring that, you know, my culture. Whole marketplace. They can't access. Yeah. Younger I can people. Tap into that. Ethnic. Yeah. I can do all of that for you. Right. And I think that's what he's seen. Right. Got it. Um, so we, we had a conversation at the interview. Uh, the job that he offered, he offered me the position, right? The position was 100% commission. Of course it was. Of course it was. Right. No draw, nothing. Just, just 10% on sales. That's it. That was it. So if you made no sales, you made no money, no money. And we all know you go buy couple of suits, some shirts, you know, what do you spend? Uh, maybe custom shirts are 100, 150 bucks a piece, custom suit, Man, 800, right? Yeah. D- listen, listen, I had, I had two suits to my name. Right. No, but I mean, you have a customer comes in. What does he spend? A oh. couple of grand? Well, the, the customers that I work with, they spend anywhere from two to 4,000 on a suit. Okay, that that's place. two to $400 in commission. That's how much. Right. 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 I mean, it's more than you were getting. You're only getting two thirty every two weeks, so that was more. But right. still, right. Okay. So if, you know, if I could, you know, um, so even for me, like I really like, I disguised and just start being a little bit more casual but stylish, because I only had two suits. Right. You can't wear it right every day. They'd be like, "Wait, I think uh, Gregory was in the same suit. Wasn't he wearing the same suit yesterday, two days ago?" So I kept it like I kept it stylish, but you know, very mix and match, and, and, and yeah, make it look right. like you have exactly. a huge wardrobe. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I know how to do that. That's my specialty. Yeah. yeah that's right? what's great about being a man. You can like mix stuff up and you right. know, women wear a dress different. and then everyone knows they wear the dress. That's it. Right. You right. <laughs> right. 
So, yeah. so end up having this conversation. Uh, thank God for my negotiation skills uh, that I learned over time. Yeah. And I was, and it was the same thing, you know, with the, the emergency housing, you know, you get this decrease and I, same thing with him. He offered me a salary base of 60 grand a year. Nice. And then to kind of wean you, know, you into six, commission six months in, it goes down to zero. Okay. Right? So fine. You got six months of running time. I got six months of running time. And it wasn't like everything. you owed him the money back it was not recourse. Right. So if you failed, no. you didn't owe him 60 grand. Right. You took a chance. Exactly. Okay. You took a chance on me. Okay. Which, which I like, I was, I'm grateful and, and respect him for that till this day. Right? I'd love to know what he was thinking at the time when he brought you out, what he saw in you. And it's probably totally different than what you thought was going on. You right. know, probably we'll, ne- we'll never know. So, okay. We'll if, never if know. You, if you got, if your boss is listening, call me, we'll do an interview. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, like, but that gave you some room, right? So now you soon so give you me some had, room. You know, apartment, whatever. Right. So now I'm like, okay, let's get this. Let's uh, start building up. Now keep in mind, not having money. My, sh- my credit is shot. Right. Yeah, so this call for an apartment, they're going to check you out. It's not going to be good. Jeez, man, not at all. So yeah. I'm living. So even during this whole time, I'm living in South Philly. Yeah, I'm on 24th and Morris. Yeah, South you Philly know? is that's what I call it, South Philly. Yeah. So I'm not in the, I'm not in the best neighborhood, but hey, I got I'm renting out a room in an Airbnb, and uh, I'm going to work. Yeah. You know, I got I have shelter. You know, Gainful employment food. and you got shelter. Man, I have a place to shower. I can earn right. like it's the greatest thing on earth for me. Yeah. You know, I'm like, look where you yes, came from. I yeah. am finally out of this hole. Yeah. Right. So I'm in uh within my first couple of months. This is only a few few years ago, right? You said 2019? 2019, yeah. November to be exact. Okay. So we just hit so, two years back in November. So November 2019, I'm out here and I'm working. So my first couple of months, I sell about 20,000 in sales, right? Okay. So Just I'm from guys like, I'm walking like, in, or are you out there working and networking no, me and out, meeting me people? Out going, me going out, me making phone calls. Right. Like, the right. Whole you're not going to make money if you just right. wait for people to walk into the store. They, gotta, they don't know you. Right. 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 Exactly. Got to build a clientele. So, so I'm, I'm building my, yeah, I'm building my book of business. Things are starting to kind of like, ease up for me. There's hope, you know, in the new job, in a new position, yeah. in this whole new world, because I never worked in something in that type of environment before. Never. Right. I never worked with affluent individuals like that before. Right. There's a lot of yeah. handholding, a lot of networking, a lot of working your clients, right? It's not like you just like retail. There's a lot people of relationships. There's a lot, a lot of relationships. That's what people want when they're paying that kind of money for custom stuff. That's they want to know, you know, there's stuff. You, you don't have to, you know, so yeah. listen, so listen, so listen, this is, and this is my thing. So this, the guy I was working for just to give you a handle on who this guy is, uh-huh. his dad was the right-hand man of Ed Schneider. Okay. Who's Ed Schneider? I don't know. So Ed Schneider, Ed Schneider used to own the Phillies. I mean, uh-huh. the, um, okay. the Flyers. Uh-huh. Sure. Right. Got it. Okay. Not a poor He's guy. no longer here. Yeah. Right. But his dad had the relationship with him. So you can imagine what kind of circle he's in. Yeah. Those are the people you want to be in for custom clothes, right? I mean, they buy the stuff. Hey, man, $15,000 for a suit, no problem. Right, of course. You know, like he's doing, he's doing that kind of business. Yeah. 
You know, I don't have that. I'm new to Philly. I don't, I don't have friends, don't have family. Like, and Philadelphia is a tough place to crack into. It is. If you, if you, if you don't know anybody. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Jersey. I think the thing that it is, is yeah, true everywhere. Is, you got to work it, you know? Yeah. You got to, you got to get in and do it. Right. Yeah. You got to put in the work. You got to meet the people. You got to right. build the trust. They got to know who you are. Yeah. You gotta, and this is the main thing that I really know about this side of the world with New Jersey and Philadelphia. Like you have to prove that you can play. If you're not playing, nobody's going to come to your games. No, right. They're not. I always feel sorry for you. Nobody's doing out of pity. You got to no. grab them and bring them in. No question you gotta, about it. You got to, you got to perform. Yeah. Right? So yeah, with that being said, I'm, I'm trying to work my way in, trying to make it happen, a little challenging, you know, because the circle that I have to be in are people that are here. Yeah, it takes a while to get into those circles. Versus, versus people here and here, right? Yeah, those guys are spending two to 400, not two to 4,000. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's easy to so, find those guys. How, yeah, how do I get to the these people, though? Yeah. Right? Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to navigate that world and understand how it all works. And like, where do these people hang out at? And like, what are these people like? What is this? Right. So I'm navigating. Four months later, guess what comes? Yeah. March COVID. 2020. Bingo. Stores closed. You mean you mean a uh, you mean a custom men's high end clothing store was not an essential business? I, I can't imagine why they would not yeah, treat I, it like it's right. essential. That's the same thing that I'm people. thinking, man. Like, How are you going to look good? About? You got to go on right. Zoom. You're at home. You know, you look like right. a slump. Like you need us. The world going, right? You need us. Exactly. This is essential. Exactly. Garments are essential. Well, I'll tell you and, something. And it was essential for you. It was. Yeah, right. It was. Holy shit. And so, so I was able to, I was able to ride out the, the PPP era. Right. Got it. For, so that first, he used that uh, he was able to get PPP to pay you guys, keep you yeah. going. So keeping so yeah. So keep this in mind when this comes. So now I'm down to zero from the six months, right? So but, now but I'm, that's in the pandemic already. So right? you start now, November, yeah. November, December, Soon's, January, February, March, April. So the end of April runs out. I'm out. Okay. So now I'm receiving seven dollars and twenty-five cents an hour from the PPP. That's what they get. That's what you get. Minimum wage. Yep. That's Shit. what I got. And that's because like, I was, what is that? An eight because hour I day? wasn't on salary. So it's like an eight hour day you get. Yep. So and all I was doing, I was 50, taking all his files. 250 a week, roughly. I was taking all his files that he had accumulated over the past six or seven years and just calling people, checking in. Former customers. Yeah. Right. That was okay. my job. As, as well as trying to find people to purchase garments. From Forget me. about it. Forget right? about it. Forget people about didn't it. know they were going to go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No. Even the rich people, what are they, well, they're not wearing anything. They're not going anywhere, right? So we're at, we're at the house, man. Right. Exactly. I don't need a $15,000 suit. No. Yeah. But there were some, there were some guys who you know, needed to pick up stuff. They needed to return. Like there was still some transactivity. Some right. Right. Happening. Right. Okay. Um, so there, there came a time where I was like, you know what, like, this is about to end PPP is about to get out of here and it doesn't make sense for me to stay. Like, it's not beneficial for neither one of us to have this. Right. Right. Uh, so, you know, another dark moment in my life after coming out of one, five months prior. Yeah. Here I am again at the gate. 
Like what, what is, what am I going to do? Like, what is this? And this wasn't right. like you made a bad decision. and You followed a girl out to LA. This was like our whole life beating the shit out of everybody. We all lost due to no fault right. of our own, except for some stupid ass virus. Right you now. Yeah. Right. And so I'm now, you know, I'm, I'm, it's almost like I was rehabilitated in the sense, right? right. Like I, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm making all this money. But now it's like, like right. deflated dreams. Right. Yeah. But it and was so, happening to everybody. Right. So it was a little bit better in terms of, there was a little camaraderie with, you know, I, I was the same way. I had no business. My clients yeah. or business owners are all closed. Some of them never opened up again. I'd take PPP money too for months. I yeah. was on zoom like you talking to people. Yeah. I don't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And the and the thing, the thing for me is this, like I didn't have a home that I could call my own, but right. I had a room. Yeah. Right. I didn't have a car. You know, I'm walking. Yeah. Public like there's things that I didn't have. Like yeah. there's things that like I just didn't have that even affect me even more, especially yeah. going. All right. You come out five months of of this transition. Right. You go get a job and you're doing great. Five months later, you're back into the same position almost like you don't have a home. I'm still homeless at this point. I right, can't get a car. Can't get a car. Right. I can't afford an apartment. Right. Um, well, I can, uh, but the credit is not good enough to get one. Right. Because it was shot during the time I was homeless. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm fighting, like I'm fighting through all of this mental space, man, at this time of like, yeah. what is, That's what's, why there was like, a lot of mental life? problems during, you know, it was a lot it was of a mental lot. health issues it was for a, everyone. You're questioning absolutely. everything. Why me? Why is life do this to me? Yeah. It's and hard. I under, and this is, and this is my thing. Like I understood what was happening. I knew the process. Like I'm right. fully, like I'm, I'm tuned into it. Like yeah. I understand it and I'm content. Like I understand what was happening. Um, my thing was questioning, what am I going to do now? Right. But this is also like, it triggered more trauma, past trauma. Brought it from up. when I was homeless because yeah. now I'm like, man, will I become homeless out yeah, on the I street again? I don't want to go again? back to that again. Like, right. So you got to think about all this, this these trigger yeah. points, man, that right. I'm dealing with now, you know, versus what somebody's going through who has a six bedroom home. Right. And they're not thinking they're going to be car. homeless. Right. No, man. They're not thinking that way. Me, right. I'm thinking like, you know, shit, man, am I going to like end up back in the same predicament that I was in just five months ago? Right. Right. It's hard. Just yeah. five months ago. Right. Five months ago. Yeah. I'm not even fully healed mentally. Right. You were yet. just getting started. I'm just getting started. Yeah. So this comes again and I'm back in this dark space of really trying to figure out what the answer. Show me a sign. Now it's like, like spring of 2020, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, what is, what's happening? What's going on? Um, so we, you know, I decided to separate the day that I decided to separate from uh, the, the previous employer. Got right. It. I had a doctor from, Baltimore contact me and wanted to do a complete wardrobe makeover. How did he know who you were? A referral came through. Okay. He, a guy who knew you, you had met, told him Gregory's the guy call him. Yes. Okay. So this guy literally, he carried me for a year. Really? Wealthy with the doctor. work that I was doing with them. Yeah. I think I made off of uh, working with him, I made close to like, like eight grand. Okay. 
And he looks good. It, yeah. Like he's done his thing, man. Like, right. yeah, like it's yeah. Yeah. Because he like he's you kind of, basically to be his personal stylist and to go right. out and to take him and find stuff and get his wardrobe. And, he did and custom. He did off the rack. He did shoes. He did underwear. But you chose he it did all. Sucks. Right. Got right. It. So we went through that process okay. and I was like, you know what? Like, maybe I can do this on my own. Yeah. Like, I don't need this company. No. Right. Granted, it was only eight grand, but that was enough to keep me afloat for a little while. Right. Yeah. For for the. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, you don't need so a store. Was, you go all the stores. You can make I go, contacts yeah. with all kinds of custom guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the best yeah, shirts, I pick the best suits, the best socks, whatever. Yeah. So during that time, like I made these partnerships with these different retail stores, Jersey, Philly, King of Prussia. I right. just start collaborations. I'm all about collaborations. Yeah. Right. So you use that same blue. I use the same blueprint that I use in the music world in the community engagement world. And I just applied it to the business world. Right. Same blueprint. Yeah. Let's build relationships. And how can I help you? Like, yeah. how can I bring you money with my clients? Yeah. Like, what is this transaction? What does this look like for us? Yeah, well, look, at, look at all those collabs that they're doing in the, in the, the fashion industry. The sneakers yeah. have logos on them for branding. You know, Supreme yeah. does a thing with uh, Krispy Kreme and they make a, a sneaker that looks, you know, you've seen it all the right. kids sleep right. out to get this stuff. Right. Right. So I was like, yeah. well, let me just let me apply this to my business yeah. method. Right. So I, I did that and I was able to develop a lot of them. Ralph Lauren, um, Charles, Charles Tyrod, um, uh-huh. also um, Scotch and Soda, uh, Rag and Bone, um, like all these different places. Um, right. Well, they want to move their stuff into different circles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dan Maroney over in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, They'll make deals with you right. all day long. Right. And yeah. so I'm bringing clients. So at this point, like, you know, I'm starting to kind of drop some things in uh, with him. And then I got a, I, I, another client came through uh, who was like an insurance guy. Right. He wanted to update himself. So he was my second client. Got it. Right. Now you and get then a I started momentum, right? Little rolling. Now, then I'm working with a CPA guy who owns his own company. Right? right. And so now it's starting to kind of bing. And I'm like, yes, I can do this like on my own. Yeah. And so I was I was home one day and there was an entrepreneurship hackathon that came across my feed uh, with 24 okay. hour notice. Right. It was hosted by Thomas Jefferson University, Jefferson Health in the city of Philadelphia. OK. And so this this Philly Rise Up entrepreneurship hackathon was for emerging entrepreneurs in communities of color. OK. So, so you're talking applied. black, Hispanic. Right. Right. OK. Right. So uh, I applied for it with 24 hours notice. Okay. Because you just heard about it, right? You just heard I just about heard about it. Right. I just heard about it. Yeah. And uh, deadline was the next morning. <laughs> right. And what did you have to do? How, how did you have to play? There was a 17. A there, was a, there, there was 17 questions. Okay. That they asked about the business. Got right? it. So I just answered them. You, re- you remember what you said? It's, I, I don't. I would have to go back and look at the application, man. <laughs> right, of course. Uh, because I think I was just in that moment, right? I was in right. that moment and it needed to get done. Right. Right. It needed to get done. And I was like, I'm going to do this because the grand prize was $10,000 nice. to start a business. That's like another client. That's a nice, that's a nice incentive to me to fill out a piece of paper. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> so I guess that you got it. Right. You did get it, right? 
So no. So listen, oh. hear me out, man. So hear me out, man. You got to let me finish. I know. Like on the finish, edge man. of my seat and then I <laughs> fall right. and you don't even right. pick me up. Okay, go ahead. Right. So check this out. So, so 17 questions. I submit, I submit the, uh, on the deadline. Okay. Submitted at 10 o'clock the next morning. Mitch, it was the wrong application, man. What do you mean? It was mean? the wrong application. It was up. So there was four, there was four different like things that they were doing. Things you can apply for, right? right. Emerging, um, like businesses have been around for like five plus years. Oh, so, so you, they had you chose the wrong application, submitted it for the entrepreneurial the, one. It was the wrong right. application versus yeah, versus the ah, you know, emerging. Uh, so I called. Listen, so I contact. So I contact support. Yeah, and I'm like, listen, um, I, I submitted the wrong you know application. Can can you please like send me the new one? And they did. When's the right? deadline at this point? Well, it was like the deadline had passed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why should that stop you? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Let right. me contact him anyway. <laughs> I'm like, listen, because this is like, once again, this is a message. Like I was asking, what is the, what is the sign? What is the next move? What am I supposed to do? Right. So I fill it out. Wrong application. Lucky enough, the universe said, I'll give you another chance. So I filled out the application, submitted it. 24 hours later, Mitch, I was notified that I was a finalist. Okay. Which means how many that you're down to how many? So uh, come to find out it was 17 of us in this bracket. Okay. Right. 17 better odds than it was before. Better than probably what it was before. (laughs) Hundreds, probably thousands, probably hundreds. Right. Uh, Because everybody's probably trying to get this money. Right. Right. Of course. So then they, they respond and say, hey, you will be doing a, a business pitch presentation in front of three judges. Yeah, I would think 20- now it's going to get serious. And I'm just going to give you 10 grand for you answered 17 questions. That's just nope, to weed no. you out. That's the weed you out. Right. Okay. And uh, had you ever you know, done this before? Like that type of a presentation, a pitch thing? You're a good salesman. I've You're never, good on your feet. I've never, so I've never, I've never pitched for money. Right. Right okay. now, I have I have done presentations at universities. I've done presentations at certain events. I've done, yeah, I've I've done speaking engagements. So I'm I'm fine with speaking okay. in front of people. Right, right. Um, I've had a little experience with PowerPoint. Enough, enough to get by. Enough to get me by. Right, right. So I'm like, all right, I can do this. But they're like, you need X, Y, and Z. You need market research. You need target market. You need, you need like, what is your business summary? Like, what is your method? Like, I was like, what is like, what is all it is? So I thought you just, <laughs> what? Where's what the 10,000? Yeah. What is, what, what is this verbiage? Right. <laughs> you didn't know what this was, right? I don't understand this business jargon. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm like, okay, uh, let me, let me do some research. Let me figure out what's happening with this. Yeah, it didn't so deter pull, you. You didn't say, "Oh, screw this! I'm not going to do it." No, you're like, "I'm going to figure." Ten thousand dollars is a right. nice it's incentive. It's a real incentive to do yep. a to do a business to do a pitch. Right. And you figure out what's I, the worst that can happen. You can't be worse off than you are now. Right. I can't be. Right. That's it. I can't be. Right. I so like you had to dice. quit your job to do this. There was no job, so you're out there looking there for was people no anyway. Job. Yeah. So I'm out here, man. I'm yeah. I'm fishing. I'm right. fishing anyway. So you got nothing, nothing right. to lose. Nothing to lose. 
And I think, you know what? I think that's the worst kind of person to 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 approach or be in a duel with is a person who has got nothing, nothing to lose. Oh, to there's lose. no question about that. Because he's <laughs> that means he's willing to, you know, fall on his own sword. It doesn't matter. So hey, whatever yeah, I gotta do, that's dangerous. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a guy with standards and, and morals and values, man. Okay, yeah, um, nothing illegal. So, I just, yeah, yeah. So immoral. so I end up I end up pulling an all-nighter in co- like you did in college, right? You grab right. some pizza, you grab some beer, and you start researching and you start putting things together. And and like I did all of that, right? And so what what came to me during this time of creating this business was like how can I take all my transferable skills into what I'm doing now? Right. Of where I want to proceed to do. How this, can I the, help? And the business people? was to build a custom stylist business where you're a personal stylist for wealthy individuals who want to can't, you know, well, shop. Well, this is well, bag. this is well, this is well, this is the thing, Mitch. Um, I'm willing to help humanity, right? That's, bro- that's now broad. I, I I have I have price points. Right. Now, if these individuals can afford this price point, then so be it. Right. Right. So there's there's levels to this. Right. Obviously, you're um, not going to live in a car again and in, in a bed. No, you're done and, with that. And I'm not going to charge. I'm not going to charge like, oh, 50 dollars an right. hour just to do this. Right. No way. Um, so I created packages in my head of what I would serve. Right. Good. And what would they would get out of this. Right. But the the moral the moral base of the the, the business was was two prong. Right. So it's one, how can I help empower these individuals right. from a psychological standpoint that yeah. also connects with authentic expression through creativity of a tutorial style, right? Yeah. Using fashion psychology, uh, color psychology, et cetera. Yeah. When you look but good, then, you feel good, you're confident. You're, you're, yeah, I understand. Right. So, so, cause it impacts all the, the yeah, cognitive, everything behavior, you do. emotional, yep, the whole all thing. of it. Right. And then how, how can I also economically make an impact in the community during this time? Right. right? What makes sense? How can I help? Right. How can I help the world? Right. How can I help the people in need? Right. Yeah, don't forget that one was, of the people that was, was you. One of those people was me. <laughs> right. So I have to make sure that my time was going to be paid for. Right. Um, but I also looked at like what people were challenged with. Yeah. Which was all the mental issues. Right anxiety, depression, like all yeah. of this. And and what better way, right, to to boost yourself is to help yourself the way you look. Yeah, right? absolutely. You feel good in your clothes, like, it fit good. You, yeah, no question about it. You got crappy yeah. wardrobe, you feel crappy. Right. Exactly. So that was that was my approach with the business. Yeah. And that's how I opened that's how I opened with my presentation. Excellent. Okay. You know, I gave them statistics. I gave them numbers right. of how many adults were facing anxiety and depression and right. recorded it and had mental and behavioral issues. Like that's how I uh, attacked it. Right. Great. Great. And so, you know, they got more in depth got into what attention. I was. Got their attention. Got the attention. Yeah. Unemployment rate. People going to have to start getting back to work. How they're going to dress coming out of this. Like all of this. Gregory, right? I remember when the pandemic started, right? I, I didn't know what to do. So I'm sitting in my underwear, basically sweats on a couch thinking this is going to be over in what? A couple of weeks, right? Like a couple and weeks. then I realized I'm going to like die on this guy. So I would get up in the morning and I started putting on a nice shirt. It wasn't always pants. It was, you know, springtime. So it was in shorts and stuff. Yeah. But if I was going to see myself on the screen all the time, I right. wanted to look good and feel good. And like you're actually waking up and, and that was definitely right. 
important for my mental exactly. state, you know? Yeah. And it, it like it, it, even for me, like, that's what, like, I even see myself go into that comfort zone and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what am I doing? Like, so I would get fully dressed yeah. on some days, shoes yeah. and all, man, the whole you thing. know, and I was, and I would sit down at my desk, dude, and I would just go to work. Yeah. Like, I love it. It just, it just helps with vitality. It helps yeah. with product. Like it helps with all of it. No question and, about it. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what I was thinking, you know, when I created this, this company, this brand is like, that's going to be my approach to help people in this time. Yeah. Like, it's great to go see a therapist, which, you know, I, I have that experience, but let's do it in a different way yeah. where it's like, it's essential. Yeah, clothes are essential. clothes all the time. All the time. So why not understand what are the, the proper fits for your body type? Do you know your body type? Do you know what colors work for you? So right. like I put all of this in, into context with this presentation and I gave it the judges. Uh, when I finished, the judges were like, you really put some thought into this, didn't you? I was like, yes, I did. Even though it was 24 hours, I still had some thought into it. Right. Like it's passion. That's why I said yeah. I'm passionate about human empowerment. Like it's, it's, it's just me. It's, it it's, drives it's you. Sure. It's my yeah. DNA, man. Right. And, um, and just try to, you know, the thing for me is like, where, where do I place that and what industry I'm in? How do I like, where do I place it? And that's, that's the only thing to change. The mission is always the same. It's just the chapter of the books and industries that change. That's it. That's a good, that's a good way to say it. I think that's a good way to say it. So the company is Gregory Jerome. Right. Image and, consulting. And uh, eventually you want to build a brand out of that. And, uh, yes. Is that one of your I plans? Do. So let me, let me, let me get back. Did to you get this. the 10,000? I didn't get the 10,000, but this is what happened. Okay. Out of 17 people, um, I placed as runner up. Second. Yes. That's pretty goddamn um, good. That's pretty damn good, man. Um, <laughs> winging it. Right. Does a second, uh, does a runner up get runner up? Let's get some. So, so, so I received $2,500 in a laptop okay. sponsored by Dell. Nice. Well, you need a laptop and $2,500 yeah. will give you some pocket change. Well, the $2,500 went towards launching this thing, you know, all the paperwork, right. Getting everything done right. Because I wanted to make sure when I went into this, even though I, I don't know much about business, be like the world of business, right. you know, I definitely want to make sure that I went in this, you know, with proper paperwork. I want to make sure everything is where it's supposed to be because yeah. I've had, I've heard conversations with different individuals, prestigious individuals who have stated uh, there were opportunities for businesses and they just didn't have the paperwork together or X, Y, and Z wasn't right. And, you know, they had to deal with this legal issue. And I'm yep. like, that's not, I don't want that to be. I me. represent those people sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm yeah. like, I'd like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be that person. Like, I don't want to be that company. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's one of these things for me at this point. Um, I'm one year and yesterday marks two months. So one year and two months into my business. From the official and, launch of Gregory Jerome. Right. Exactly. Uh, Long story to get fish, there though. Oh Long journey. Long you're journey. Starting, and you're just starting. Yeah. And I'm just starting new chapter. And so there's things, there's new things that like, there's, there's business things that, you know, if you don't, if you don't know, you don't know. Right. And so I'm learning as I go and I'm like, whoa, well, I got to wait till I get this so I can do that. And wait till I get this so I can do this. Right. So it's all this like 
because business is not like rule. Right. You in. can't just do everything. Um, now you got to be a little strategic but, about it. Right. Exactly. So as, as time goes, then I'll grow as well and get the things that I need. But I will say this, uh, for me being at the mark that I am in, in my career, I've been able to work with uh, about 20 clients. Uh, some of those are politicians. Some nice. of those are uh, executive CEOs. Um, I've also done workshops and presentations for universities. I've also, matter of fact, I just, uh, I just, I'm trying to get my thoughts right. I uh-huh. just made my first corporate uh, contract, right? Nice. Uh, with Pico. Okay. To work with their so, executive team? To, well, it's actually to work with their employees. Okay. Yeah. People so are looking something to, that I'm they were looking yeah. for benefits and help their employees, make them feel good and want to work right. with the company, good culture. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And this and that's and right now, like that's where I see my prime focus being. The one-offs are great, but I think if I'm able if I'm able to to land more corporate contracts, right. And like that. Well, you can only take on so many wealthy individuals who are your personal clients because you can only be so many places and do so much as a, I'm the same way. So as I get more and more people on retainer and stuff, I got to bring in support to to do the things that I don't have time to do, you know, and, and isn't that hard to do, you know? So yeah, yeah, I could see that you can spread the word and at some point you're going to need though other stylists to work with you. If you're that, if you're pulling corporate, now you want to work with the executive team and then you could train the people below, but you may not be right. shopping for them. Right. Yeah. And that's the, that's the whole thing. And I had a conversation with um, Philly Starters, which is a nonprofit organization that works with entrepreneurs and new business mm-hmm. owners. And that was a question they asked me. It was like, you know, is this specifically a GregoryDrome.com or can you like duplicate Private what labeling. you do? Yeah. Right. And I'm like, yes, because what I'm going to be looking for is individuals who's graduating with psychology degrees, especially in behavioral science. Right. And then still have kind of like a love for this, this fashion world. And I can teach them the things about fashion. That's no problem. Right. But the psychology part is the thing that should come in with. Right. So they can understand their clients. Right. Because that's the process with my clients. Uh, in, in the behavioral mental health world, right, uh, is a thing they call an intake. And it's basically you get all the information from individuals so of you course. can understand what the diagnosis are, right? Right, absolutely. That's the same thing. That's the same thing that I do with my clients. I right. do an intake. Yeah, There's you want to know form. them. You want to get to know them better than they know themselves, right? So it's understanding their behaviors, their, their thought processes, what, what got them to the point that they're at now. Right. And where do they want to go? Like, yeah. what do they need? Of course. And so that's that more in depth. And sometimes it uncovers some things that they didn't think about that, you know, that it's, it's stuck in the subconscious root of, of, of the mind. Right. Yeah. And then absolutely. they finally reveal it, unveil it. And it's like, oh yeah, I did deal with this or this situation did happen in my life that, you know, put me this direction to wear this color or not to wear this or right. Yeah. So then it's helping him to like take all that off. And now let's put on who you are in the right. more authentic, authentic style. And that's using symbols, shapes, cultural, anything representation to help you do that, to own who you are. Right. Well, Gregory Jerome will be the brand. Eventually you'll be dealing with all kinds of custom shops that put your label on the pieces. So it'll always say Gregory Jerome. Right. 
and you'll have a process, whatever psychological process that is, and that'll be it. And it won't just be you. It'll just, that'll be the brand. Right. That's the brand. Yeah. So Gregory, I can't thank you enough. There's a marathon discussion. I love it. How can people interact with you, learn from you, get in touch with you? What's the best way for them to do that? A couple of different ways. Uh, First is my website. GregoryJerome.com. Which is thegregoryjerome.com. The Gregory. I love it. Is there another Gregory Jerome? I hope, I hope not, but I t- <laughs> I, listen, listen, I will, t- I will tell you this, uh, on link on uh, Facebook, I did come across a guy who, who says his name is Gregory Jerome. And then there's another guy somewhere in New Jersey. Uh, his name is Jerome Gregory. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That you can't, so well, I got the other guy, I- we can kind of make him disappear, but the Jerome Gregory guy, we can't do that. So. <laughs> Right. And then the other, the other place where people can find me is I live on LinkedIn. That's okay. where my house, that's where my house reside Good. Um, under Gregory Jerome. And Got then it. my vacation home is on Instagram under Gregory Jerome. Got it. Instagram. Okay. Well, we'll put links in the show notes so people can follow you, learn from you. We'll try start making the world dress better one person at a time. Right. So I can't thank Effie enough for introducing us. And for spending what is like now an hour and a half telling your whole unbelievable story. And um, I appreciate it. And uh, let's definitely stay in touch. And as you know, I build my business too. You'll make, keep making me look better. Hey, that's it, man. We're here together. I appreciate the time. I appreciate the opportunity. If you like the podcast, please tell others about us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Amazon Music, and many of the other podcast directories. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review and feel free to share our episodes on social media. If you have any questions or comments, ideas for the show, or you'd even like to appear as a guest, reach out to us by email at info at The Accidental Entrepreneur is hosted and produced by me, Mitch Beinhacker. If you'd like more information about my legal services, you can find me on social media or visit my website at beinhackerlaw.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to our feed to be notified of all future episodes.